What is up? Welcome back to the Music Corner. Rift and Waits. I'm Nate. This is a week that I'm here. And I'm Sebastian. And today, you know what it is, you know what to do, albums for the people like you. Alright, now shut the fuck up. Here we go. First album on the plate today. We got a new album here from Blood Command, Praise Armageddon. Armageddonism, excuse me. Uh, so yeah, this is a new album from Blood Command, uh, a band that I was actually really familiar with back in 2017 when I first listened to their, uh, oh god, what was that called? It was Cult Something, I believe. Uh, cult Drugs, that's right. That album blew me away. Like, I... <laughs> it's an album that like I have since returned to, but I remember at the time when I listened to it, it was just filled with like, you know, these like crazy fucking like in your face punk rock style with like I don't know, it just felt like it, it was almost like hardcore punk but like way more energetic and like lively than like the typical like dark drony hardcore is, especially the ones that we listen to now. Uh so at the time I was like, wow, this is inc- incredible. Like I got to like you know, pay attention to this band and see what they come up with new here. And uh, if I recall, this is their newest album since then. I don't think they've put anything out in between. Um, but be that as it may, uh, this is kind of ass, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. Okay, no, they had an uh, an EP uh, in 2019, I guess, but in terms of studio albums, this is their first one since 2017, and it's just a huge disappointment, because I don't know what happened, but it's like, her vocals, uh, screamed vocals, I should say, were, I, I don't know, it was almost like the Spongebob style of vocals, but like, way more cracked out basically is the best way I can put it and then um, her cleans are still fine uh, as they were on the uh, other album Uh, I think they were a little bit better production wise on the other album and mixing Um, instrumentally this is just okay you know for some reason to me the instrumentals and the vocals just were not working together at all on this particular album and any moment that was pretty solid such as the song everything you love will burn it was too short you know, like that, and granted, that was the only short song on this entire album that was, like, around a minute, but, like, literally within that minute and some seconds, that was actually, like, some of the best shit that I heard on this entire thing, like, everything else was just either mid or it was just wasn't really that good, you know, and it's disappointing because, like, I really enjoyed that album, like, that cult drugs album i gave that a nine back in 2017 i was that impressed with it and to see such a huge downgrade is pretty upsetting but there are no highlights for me uh what was mid was mid you know it's not that it was bad it was just right there in the middle uh other than that yeah it's a six out of ten for me just very disappointed in what i heard on this one but uh yeah trent take it away yeah i'm in the same boat uh no idea who they were um the cleans i actually i kind of liked um it was definitely the fucking scream in the intro scared the shit out of me because <laughs> it was just like all instrumentals I was like oh it's kind of groove into this and then scream out of nowhere i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah literally but no yeah overall i really they, i think they just could have done better overall um it's a six out of ten for me too. 
Um, I might go back and listen to that 2017 album. Was it 2017 you said? Yeah, 2017. Yep. Yeah, I might go back and listen to that. Uh, hopefully that's better. But uh, yeah, that's about it for that one. Yeah, literally, it's it's disappointing. But yeah, the 2017, I can, I'll vouch for it. I think it's solid. If you don't really like like her screaming style at all, I mean, you're probably not gonna like it. But I just think this yeah. one was overproduced, in my opinion. Yeah, like overall, like the screaming wasn't bad. It's just that that one scared the hell out of me. Right, <laughs> threw threw you off. I totally yeah, because I was not expecting just out of nowhere, bam, like literally a snap. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, no problem though. Uh, Sebastian, take it away. Wow. I did not expect to be on the opposite spectrum with this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really fucked with it. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like amazing or anything like that. Believe me, it's not, not the most like, like stupidly creative thing or like, you know, artsy thing that I could have like really sunk my teeth into, but I don't know, man. I kind of like the J-pop-isms in this. I know it's not Japanese, but, like, it sounds a lot like J-pop, but in, like, an American voice. Yeah, Um, I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying, actually. Yeah, like, this just kind of reminds me of, like, Adult Swim. And it's just such a weird, like, eclectic taste, I would say. Like, if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you really don't. Um and i i don't know i i thought the vocals were really good the clean ones the screams like were pretty good throughout i i will say on some cuts they were a little bit like really badly mixed along with like 90 percent of the instrumentals but like i will say the quality was still pretty good the only thing i will say is her technique little little bit like i don't know how to say like i feel like it's very voice damaging because when your scream sounds robotic like that and it sounds like, you know, like Nate was saying, a Spongebob type of sound, it could really damage your voice, and I just, I'm not a big fan of that, even though I get it, it's like part of the sound to be edgy like that, but it just made me think, girl, just get some water, you know, um, like her, her voice sounded like Cree Summers when she was like going really hard. And if you guys don't know, Chris Summers is like the voice of Number Five on uh, Kids Next Door, and like, um, <laughs> it does. Yeah, like I, I would just kept thinking of that. I just kept thinking she was gonna shout Nigel at some point. Um, but yeah, Not it was, <laughs> like it was good though. Like I, I didn't mind it because I, I love Chris Summers. Like she is just an amazing talent. She's like in everything. She's like. She's like another Tara Strong type or like a Vic Mignogna, like just literally everything, you know. Um, but yeah, I will say as well on the instrumental side of things, the bass grooves are super crunchy and uh, there's a lot of like kind of like disco rhythm sections, which I can understand how they don't blend to some people. I really do. But for me, it just worked in this day and time because I listened to this album today while playing disc golf. And I, I was just really like taken aback. I'm like, man, this thing is groovy as fuck. You know, I was expecting it to be a little bit more punk on the instrumental side, but it was cool. Um, I just wish the mix was just a, a lot better. I'm not even gonna say a bit. I wish the mix was a lot better because it could have saved this album for me, and would have placed it like even higher. But honestly, I will say it's good. It's um. Uh, not like the greatest thing I've ever heard. If you like that really eclectic shit, I feel like you might vibe to this. But if not, I mean, you know, you won't you won't hurt my feelings if you say this is shit. Like I, I get it. Like I just 
I just fucked with it at this point in time. Uh, seven point five out of ten. Good shit. Yeah, and honestly, like since you said that, I think you would definitely enjoy uh, Cult Drugs for sure. That album for yeah. you. Yeah, I want to check it out definitely. Because if sure. I like this, that you consider to be their worst project yet, I <laughs> I want to hear their best. Right. Sure. Yeah. In my opinion, for sure. But uh, yeah. All right. Moving along, we got an album here from Boldy James and Real Bad Man, Killing Nothing. Take it away, Sebastian. Sorry, I'm chewing a cough drop. Um. So yeah, with this with this album, I I wish I had more to say about it. It is boom bap. It is nice, but there is little to nothing here that I can really talk about that I haven't said about previous type of boom baps. Um, because from my understanding, isn't Boldy James just another name for Alchemist? No, this is a different guy. Okay, I don't he, know why. He like, did. No, 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 you know why? You know why? Because he actually did do a project with the Alchemist. Okay, because the way it was like wording it on um, the Wikipedia, it said like slash the Alchemist. So I thought he was the Alchemist. I'm like, that doesn't sound like him. But, oh, I mean, I guess he's doing like a different style or something. Yeah, le- last year they had an album. I haven't listened to it, but it's called uh, Super Tecmo Bow. And that was like the Boldy James and Alchemist uh, collaborative project. Okay. I'm glad that's cleared up because, like, I was really confused with that. <laughs> and, and they um, also had one called just Bo Jackson. Once again, those two together. They just collab all the time. The Alchemist, to be fair, collabs with everybody. Like, yeah, I mean, in the scene. MF Doom, just everybody. Freddie Gibbs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I will say this is, uh, I, I keep saying that, so I need, to, I need to calm down on that one. But, um, yeah, this is good. I I don't think it's I don't think there's anything bad about it. It's just a little bit too repetitive in my books. Uh, if anything, you know, uh, I just wish there was a little bit more, just variety thrown in there, uh, soundscape wise. But other than that, it's fun. I'm just gonna keep this short and simple. I'm gonna give this another seven out of ten. Boom boom pow. Uh, Trent, take it away. Yeah, this one was whack. Um, I overall, I think it was it was a very, very well, not very, very, but like a, a chill album, uh, especially with like some of the beats and stuff. Um, the the beginning, like two songs, it was a gr- I think it was a great hook for the beginning, uh, but oh, it kind of just it fell off after that point for me at least. Um, as I started to like kind of like zone out while listening to it, I got catch of some of the lyrics and I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> it just, to me, it just made no sense. Um, but yeah, it overall, it was, it was, it was pretty decent. Uh, it was another six out of 10 for me. Uh, there's going to be a theme with that this week, but yeah. Um, for like a first listen, uh, the the word I'm using is interesting, uh, because it's not not really my style or anything I've listened to like on the regular, uh, but I feel like if I was more familiar with it, I could pick more things out. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, 
Yeah, I, I have no uh, nothing much else to add. It is boom bap, as Sebastian put it, uh, but it's good for me. I, I've just been really, really craving this style of rap music. I think this is genuinely, like, my favorite style. Like, anything like this or, like, West Side Gun, fucking Conway, fucking Freddie Gibbs stuff. Like, I, I fuck with it all. I've only heard very few albums, um in this style that I just was not hot about. There was one, oh my God, who was it? I, if I could find it real quickly in my, uh, reviews here, if, if I can, it's not a big deal, but there was one that I listened to that was like in this style. So I think I told you Sebastian about this one. Um, Oh yeah, Cities of Eve, Man Plays the Horn. That is the only one that has like this kind of like similar style of just like, you know, grimy beats and like little distortion like with the beats and like, you know, samples thrown in there than just some pretty monotone rapping, you know, but it just sounds all grimy and shit too. It's like with Cities of Eve, like his was just so boring and long. It was so fucking long like that's why i like projects like boldy james is here because it keeps it short simple and to the point whereas cities of eve was like an hour and a half hour 45 minutes maybe i was oh my god it was dreadful it, and it was like 20 songs too i'm like holy fucking shit like not at all a fan of that so to, to have something like boldy james here with some just like short simple shit here i'm i'm all for it you know uh no bad songs in my opinion but to name a few that i really fucked with uh opening track water under the bridge uh all the way out uh open door ain't no bon jovi and uh bojack miller light just some great bangers on here if you like the style you'll like the album most likely you can do no wrong with these guys um they have collaborated before in the past i haven't listened to it though but i'm if it sounds anything like this i'm sure it'll be worth checking out if you like the style uh eight out of ten from your boy but all right moving along here we got an album from mood ring and their debut album stargazer trent take it away i was not aware that this was a debut yes um, this really just is another like nostalgic album for me uh from my teen years uh of like that that emo punk pop um and it wasn't bad it was it's another six out of ten just gonna get that out there there's that theme um but like i've said multiple times with this style it's kind of overdone uh and it's really hard to like set yourself out from the other like big names um deftones but deft <laughs> <laughs> no lies where's the lies where's the lies <laughs> can't uh, find them next time nate makes another deftones joke i'm leaving the podcast <laughs> oh no oh no it's gonna happen so but no um okay, okay. <laughs> I you were yeah but no, no no but overall like i said it wasn't wasn't too bad um, I think, let's see here. Uh, I mean, I didn't mind like the opening track, like how to leave painlessly. Um, or that's the, yeah, the, like the intro kind of like slower type of like vibes. And then you go into like disintegrate, but it's just like, it's, it's weird. You know, like we keep like seeing these bands. I think honestly, I, this is a weird 
thought, but I think it might have been because of MGK that we keep seeing more and more of these now, like these types of bands. Wait, wait, would you care to elaborate? <laughs> well, he he put out those two pop punk albums, and we've had a lot of like upcoming pop punk bands now. I would not consider these guys pop punk. <laughs> I don't know. And that's like that's what I like. This is the vibe that you get. Yeah, that's the vibe that I get. I hear you. Yeah. It's weird. Let me go on their Spotify and see what their fucking classified is. If they even classify themselves. As. I would probably say like new metal. Uh, it gives me like alt metal, new metal vibes. Deftones core. Literally. No, literally. Fucking. <laughs> no, like seriously. It it totally is Deftones core. Yeah. It's like, it's like no different than uh, that Thornhill album that we reviewed a few weeks ago. Mm. If you play those back to back to me, I <laughs> right. Put it in shuffle. Okay, name that band. It's not Deftones. And then I throw in a Deftones song. Oh, so close. Oh my! It literally is a deep blue cocktail of shoegaze and grunge rock and metal. That is Deftones core. Oh, literally, exactly, dude. Like, yeah. Oh man. You just gotta only smoke indica. That's, that's only. <laughs> you cannot have any uppers. You just only. Shit, I'm have calling downers. up logic. Just literally, you just you have to only have downers. You just cannot be happy for like any kind of. You, you can't, can't be happy. Be happy. Yeah. Stop. Stop taking you know antidepressants what? and just live your life. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I think that's where it comes from. Comes from too is like some of the lyric choices. Um, I think that's where it comes from. Where I where I think of emo and pop punk. Um. Uh, you know, it it every time I see or like think of any of those, like I just think of pop goes punk. That's all I think of, or punk goes pop. Um. But yeah, overall, like I said, not bad uh, for a debut, especially. I'll take it. Um. But yeah, I think I said I just haven't like gotten into that style as much. Um, I mean, especially you, Nate, as we know, like you love shoegaze, so. Hell yeah. What was your uh, final rating? Yeah, final rating six. All right. Yeah, uh, if it isn't clear at all, I heavily fucked with this album. Uh, and yes, especially for a debut album, it's like pretty impressive what they got going here. I mean, like to, I, I know they have an EP out. I haven't really listened to the EP, but like take into consideration that this is like the debut full length this is like you know the album that is kind of like hey this is our sound and everything and to have this sound right off the bat to me is pretty impressive uh, especially because bands that tend to go into this direction that they're in don't typically get there until like the sophomore album sometimes even the third album you know sometimes they have to take a minute to get their feet even more wet you know before they're actually like all right here we go this is who we truly are uh we are shoegaze new metal so live with it but no yeah i i will also agree too with the whole nostalgic thing because there was like but i a totally different feeling though for me it was like I could just envision myself hearing the style of music while playing just, like, any kind of, like, older, older-ish wrestling game, like SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 or 2007, to be precise, because just that, those uh, soundtrack songs on both of those games were really reminiscent to 
this style i would say and that's what it reminds me of big time um i really enjoy too how like you know they do mix it up with like you got the slower songs and then like you got the heavier songs which really do go pretty fucking hard i think it was either disintegrator uh constrict that like the breakdown was just like so fucking like early 2000s new metal that i was just oh i'm fucking melting in my goddamn chair listening to this shit it is just so good and you know like i i say this all and this is almost all based on like first listen and like even when i gave this a second listen too just to make sure like hey is this truly like that good of an album to me it still holds up like i still got the exact same vibes the exact same feeling uh it's almost like a comfort feeling to listen to the style of music which is very weird because once you look in lyrically and everything it is a bit on the emo side don't get me wrong but i don't know it's just a very it's mainly from the instrumentals and the vocal style that just really like have a special place in my heart and yeah, I mean, if I wanted to even name some other songs here that are some bangers, I'd say Peel, uh, the title track Stargazer, Head in the Clouds, and Novocaine Bones, just to name a few. But this is an 8.5 out of 10 for me. It is a top 10 contender. At the very least, it's an honorable mention. At the very, very least. But it's definitely worth checking out if you like that style. Uh, give it a listen, courtesy of your boy. Uh, Sebastian, though, what do you think? This album was fun. It was uh, it was a little ditty for the crowd of the sex, drugs, and saturation scene, also known as the Deftones crowd. Yeah! Uh, you know, I don't think it was bad. Uh, I, I'm starting to grow on this style a little bit more. It's just more of like... It's just if you keep wearing your influence like a luscious cloak... It just, for me, gets a little bit annoying because it's like, okay, are you trying to be your own thing? Are you trying to, you know, be like a great value version? Are you trying to be an RC Cola, you know? Um, but at the same time, the sound of it is not bad. I really don't think this is a bad group. The vocalist is tremendous. The instrumentalists have very tight uh, grip on what they're doing. The production is perfect and spot on for what they're trying to go for. You know, it's it's shoegazy and it works. It's not uh, it's not like a shoegaze that is like half-ass. Like this is full throttle, especially for a debut. This is definitely not lacking or sounding like that. I honestly thought this band was around for longer just because the sound is just so matured on their end. Obviously, I I have my issues, but like at least it sounds like it's well made and there's actual passion put into it. Uh, but overall, I, I enjoyed the uh, up-tempo head in the clouds. I think that would probably be my favorite just because it just has that like nice like early 2000s mix. Um, I don't know why. I just had the urge to play Skate 3. I, I don't know why. You just need to play um, a childhood classic while you're listening to this album. <laughs> that's yeah. facts. I can I mean, agree I with that. Right. Like, I only played it twice because I wasn't much of a gamer. Fair, <laughs> so. fair. <laughs> Like, the only games I really played were, like, Pokemon and, like, other Nintendo stuff while my dad was, like, the FPS king, you know? I was like, okay, this is all cool, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna level up my Bulbasaur. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Uh, 6 out of 10. I, I wish, I wish, uh, I had more to say, but you know what? This band, for a debut, I would love to see where they go from here, and hopefully they can develop their own sound as well. For sure. Only time will tell. But there you have it. 
That's the first half down. We got another to go. Before we get there, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we're back. All right. Well, let's hop into it now with a new Rings of Saturn album, uh, the self-titled album. Trent, take it away. Oh, boy, what an album. Uh, if you guys don't know about Rings of Saturn... Um, You're pussy! I don't even know what the f- what you say? <laughs> You're your pussy! Pussy? Fag! <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, yeah, they... Uh, they're vocalist was kicked out i th- i want to say i think in basic terms that is exactly what i would put it he was he was kicked out just yeah no and it wasn't it didn't even it didn't need to happen it really didn't need to happen yeah i don't even know what happened i just know lucas had strong feelings about lucas is the guitarist he had strong feelings about whatever it was uh there was some sort of disagreement and bam there you go he just wanted um, to be instrumental too apparently and it's like oh all right yeah, I'm like, Lucas, you should have kept him, because <laughs> this album kind of yikes. <laughs> yeah, uh, without vocals, it really just does not do it anything. Um, this is like the only Rings of Saturn album that I can say is a five out of ten. Every other Rings of Saturn album is like at, at least a seven. Like even uh fuck is it the first one, Embryonic Anomaly. That one's a banger um, too. The banger too, but like that's like low on the scale it's mainly for me. Of the like, production. It's mainly because of the production. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. Like Ding Dinger is like a great one. That one that one my favorite song comes off of their faces imploding. Dude. Lugal Key is like duh, you know, I, I, you I can't touch say, that one. I was gonna say real <laughs> quick about uh, uh what was that one called again? Oh, uh, Dinger. Uh, Dinger. Dude, yeah. Peeling Arteries has the nuttiest intro. Just a. I'm like, Honestly, oh. old, old, old Rings of Saturn is like, oh, so good. Based. Uh, yeah. Well, even like Get em, I didn't like really like as much, but like it's still like but not husk, as bad as. If it. it wasn't for the husk, oh. I think it would be mid, but the husk makes it like, oh. It really worth does. It. Yeah, this is just <laughs> this is Rings of Saturn nostalgia episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just the vocals not being there and the trap beats really was just the biggest one eighty that you could have in a band. Was that? Um, I just I I don't understand it. Like the. I, I guess off-putting is the is the right term for it because I'm so used to the vocals being there, like those those high, you know, like alien screeches and vocals, and then just the low, like, uh, easy to pick out, like it, that it was Rings of Saturn, like the low vocals, because he just had like a certain style. Um, I can't even remember his name, uh, who the vocalist is. Um, Ian. Huh. Yeah, wait, wait, the, the one they just kicked out? Or the old Yeah. One? Oh, Ian, that's Ian. Ian, yeah, I couldn't remember his name. Um, But, like, it, overall, I mean, it's still just, like, still, it's still whack overall. It was, I'm glad it wasn't as long as it, as it could have been, though. I mean, what, it was only, like, a half hour, I think. Or close to that. Yeah, no, yeah, it was, like, roughly half an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, I will say the best thing about it is the album art... <laughs> I album art's kind of cool. 
even that, even that compared to like their other albums, is still like mid. <laughs> it's so mid, yeah. I mean, even Gidams was so cool. You got the little Saturn guy in the corner, just going like, yeah. Ah! <laughs> Dude, did you, did you see the full, like the yeah, full? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was really, really cool. Um, God, even Ulta Ula too. Um, yeah. And the one thing I will say though is when they kicked him out. And then they'd made all of the instrumental albums. That was cool. Where they just took the vocals out and just made all the instrumental albums and released them like that. Like, that was cool. Because we knew those songs, and it's cool to have them as instrumentals. But completely just, re I guess, redoing your sound, like, is, oh, it's kind of garbage. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a 5 out of 10. I don't even know if I should. Am I going to keep it at a 5? It's a big question mark for me. Uh, I honestly, if if it gets down to it, this might make my list for top ten album, t top ten worst albums of the year. Only it might be close. Only time will tell, though. Never yeah, know. I mean, we 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 got a few months. Oh no, <laughs> homie. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, no, I hear you, uh, Sebastian. Though, take it away next. Oh man, yeah, it's it's all right. It's, uh, the trap beats, I guess, were, like, a cool incorporation. I just really wish that blended well. Um, I, I think it was just some of the most bland instrumental stuff I've heard. Like, honestly, I was expecting this to be in the intro for Loudwire. Uh, there's <laughs> just, this is just really hollow, man. Like, I'm telling you, it's just, it is just hollow. And, uh, yeah, I mean... It, if I keep shouting into this hollow void, I, I guess uh, I guess I ain't getting much done. Uh, five out of ten. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite an album, that's for sure. It's quite an underwhelming album, but nevertheless, it it it, it is an album, and it exists. There, there, there you have it. Um, damn. Facts though. No, but like <laughs> for me, I didn't. Fully, like, I, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it fully. It's obviously, in comparison to all their other albums, their worst album, like, hands down. Um, it was cool that, like, they did some, like, little trap incorporations. That, at least to me, I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. At least that's, like, but, like, that's, I feel like that's, like, you know, the one thing that they can use here that will make them somewhat interesting because if they go any further they're going to start copying Polyphia you know and it's like well your rings of Saturn you've been at this for far longer than Polyphia I believe and you're going to start like you know copying their thing because Polyphia of course adds like trap influences as well into their music but like they do it in such a creative way because everyone in the band is like wickedly talented in what they do and like they don't even need to make tech death metal just to like prove that they just they groove it's as simple as that whereas rings of Saturn is just like here's a here's a metal weedly weedly and boots there you go like rinse and repeat but yeah, I think overall uh, this one would be like a very, very light 7.5 because I still did enjoy a bit of it. Like it wasn't like I wasn't dreading, you know, everything that was uh, that I was hearing. It wasn't long, uh, as Trent mentioned. It's only roughly around half an hour and it's, you know, 
it's fine. It is what it is, but they have definitely gone downhill, though, in terms of quality and even quantity. Even quantity, because there's only, like, nine songs on here, too, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, yeah, this is a pretty underwhelming album from a band that actually had, like, a lot going for them in previous years. But, hey, you never know. Maybe they'll uh, switch it up and actually, like put some more vocals on the next release who knows i can't see them being permanently an instrumental band though i they, they will lose so much money and so much of their fans they'll die off they oh easily easily will die off they will be so irrelevant it won't even be funny but only time will tell we'll see when we get there and then we'll, well, we'll go back to this episode and be like, yeah, remember when we fucking said that? It happened. It, it <laughs> happened. Rings of Saturn's Lucas Mann canceled. Maybe. We'll see. All right. But then moving along here, we got a new album from Coheed and Cambria, Vaxis, Act 2, A Window of the Waking Mind. Sebastian, take it away. Let's just say this is very groovy. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say this right now. The band still sounds very good. Um, I was a little bit worried because Claudio's voice over the course of time since Good Apollo has been a little bit like on the iffy side here and there. But I don't know. The guy just seems to have it back almost, almost like to like debut album levels of like the brightness and everything, which kind of surprised me. I don't know if it's just maybe the mixing, but yeah, it works really well here. Um, Shoulders has like such amazing disco rhythms. Uh, It's weird how two albums this week, not very, not very similar, but both have disco rhythms of all things. Um, and then you have com- uh, Comatose as well. It has like such a really cool like anthemic chorus. And then the last song, the title track, it just it ends the record really well, and it has a lot of grandeur to it, and it's almost like rock opera ish. Uh, I didn't really have enough time to sink into this album as much as I'd like to, because maybe it is more of a story driven album than I think it is. But it sounded very rock opera ish. Uh, but I will say, other than those track, I've other than those tracks I've mentioned. This album has a lot of filler that I was not really like keen on. Um, it's just really not a good re-listen for the whole album. The songs I have, you know, that I've listed and everything I saved, but from there the rest are just really just just there. Um, the instrumentation is very atmospheric and big. You know, like I said before, Claudio, he has he's such a force of nature. You know, with his guitar playing and his singing, the guy is such an untouchable contratenor. It's it's amazing to see him this old and still kicking in high gear as far as vocals go. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish this album had more bangers on it, but at the same time, I think this is a pretty solid release. Uh, if it wasn't so filled with filler, I would have enjoyed it a lot more, but at the same time... I would say this is like a really good side part of a dish in like a bigger meal. The bigger meal is just there, but the side dish, I'll remember that for the road. You know, I'll remember to get that in like a bigger setting. So yeah, that's a 7.5 out of 10 for me. Yeah, I've only other the only other album I've listened to by them was Good Apollo, uh the the, the one with the really long long name. Uh that one I loved. I actually really fucked with that album a lot. Uh it was I love the prog in it. I love just how like it, 
I just love how it sounds. Period. Like it's it's awesome. It's great. It's got their biggest single, "Welcome Home," on there. You can do no wrong with that song. Um, I always remember too that like the first two tracks were like really slow, and that was the initial thing that drew me away when I first heard about this album like years ago. I was like, oh, dude, this is gonna be like some fucking slow shit and like one good song. No, like it's it's actually a solid album. So shout out to them for that album. As for this one though. I mean, yes, it's cool that this is a concept album, and, like, I I didn't know this until, like, recently, but they have a whole, like, sci-fi comic book series called The uh, Amory Wars, and it's, like, you know, a continuation of that in the form of, you know, music, which I kind of figured, because, like, there was, like, something about, like, you know some like the boy that they were singing about I'm pretty sure and I was like there's definitely something going on here in terms of like a concept but I don't know if it's just yeah, I don't know if it's for me at all cuz I I just I I I don't know I didn't fuck with this album at all I thought it was really slow for me I thought there was nothing that stood out at all I I remember hearing comatose but I remember it also having kind of a cheesy like chorus if I'm not mistaken I think this whole album in general is a bit cheesy if I'm gonna be honest and the only redeemable factor is that some of the instrumentals are cool and I guess Claudio has fine vocal abilities you know here and there but overall I just was it was a snooze fest for me I don't really have much else to say about it it's a six and a half out of ten though for me not the worst thing ever I was just like in in rock terms for me this was boring you know like my boring rock and metal albums usually go from like a six to a six and a half typically um so yeah just gonna leave it at that there's just nothing else to it but uh Trent take it away well, uh, if anybody knows me, you can tell what I thought about this album. Uh, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, I, the, the intro or opening song, um, I can't remember what the hell it was called. Uh, Embers of Fire was really, really cool. Uh, went into Beautiful Losers. Um, overall, uh, very, very enjoyable album for me uh the first full-length coheed and cambria album i've actually listened to i didn't even listen to the entirety of good apollo uh which i might go back and do because i feel kind of sad about that for myself <laughs> that i haven't listened to the whole thing um now this this definitely is is my style uh with like the the more progressive feel of things especially with the last three songs uh, I mean, I don't think you could have got a better ending to this album. Like that was it was perfect. Ladders of Supremacy is probably my favorite songs, um, and the last three songs overall made the album because like the the more like the beginning midsection of the album is it was kind of slow, um, but the uh, it, it it gave me some sort of uh, like memories to the first time I listened to dance or uh, fucking metropolis part two uh in its entirety which was very cool for me um but yeah overall eight out of ten might even get higher than that to an 8.5 or a nine um but i think because of like sebastian said like some of this like the whole album not being a good entire listen um but like most of the songs picking them out here and there were definitely bangers there you go good shit 
Well, alright, it's time for the final album of the day, and it's a doozy. It's a big one. It's the new Drake album. Honestly, never mind. Alright, well, Drake is back uh, less than a year after Certified Lover Boy came out, which was the... I, I would probably argue that uh, the most mid-album of 2021. I mean, Jesus Christ. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever heard personally, but goddamn was it boring and long for what it was. Like, holy shit. But uh, Drake came back here with a surprise album that I'm sure everyone who's listening or even everyone in general has already heard of by now. And as you also know, it's... A bit on the house side of things, a little bit on the clubby kind of things, you know. Drake's in the club being a sad boy. You know how it is, how it happens. And I can say, for me personally, this is an improvement from Certified Lover Boy. Is it good? It's a for me personally. Like, there are definitely moments on here that I actually didn't mind at all, especially with songs that had, like, production from Black Coffee, who we actually reviewed his uh, album last year, uh, which was a decent album, I would say, personally. I remember it being, like, pretty solid, like, electronic-y, dancey kind of music, you know? Um, there are definitely moments on here that are very forgettable, though. Um, there are also moments that should not have made the cut, such as the squeaking bed in Currents, a maze that actually did make it. And considering it's such a short song at only, like, two and a half minutes, like, no, there was no point in that at all, being there. Um, but that's really, like, the biggest, biggest, like, what-the-fuck moment on this whole album. Other than that, it's either just songs that are, like, really mid or just, like okay you know nothing crazy nothing awful for me personally um the only thing that's also weird is that like jimmy crooks at the end of the album or jimmy cook excuse me uh with 21 savage which is not a bad song but it just doesn't fit at all with anything on this album like it's, it's a straight up like you know it's a rap song everything else is like r&b house kind of thing and this is just like a kind of like coming up with a banger with 21 coming up being like oh god 21 like after you know as he ad-libs but i don't know it's it's still cool it's still fine and this album is fine you know it's not gonna make a worst it's not gonna make a best it's just gonna stay smack dab in the middle where it belongs with an average score of a music corner seven that's that's it. I'm not going to bash it. There's nothing, there's nothing much to bash for me personally with this album, but I do see why people would bash it. Like, I genuinely get it, but it's just personal preference, you know? If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And I get either way, you know? So, 7 out of 10 for me. Uh, Sebastian, though, take it away. Man, every time Drake comes out with a new album, I'm just wondering how mid- or how bad is it going to be at this point? As much as I, as much as I enjoy like his older work and everything like that, like take care, what what have you, uh, the guy just he just keeps missing the mark. And I will say this is not the worst, by far not the worst. I still think this is better than Views, better than uh, Passion Fruit, better than CLB of all things too. Um, but God, it's just. I don't like House. It is very, very hard for me to enjoy a House album. And 
as much as I as much as I like to say, oh, I like I like all music to an extent, you know, it's like house is probably the hardest genre for me to really get into because a lot of it caters to just being in a club and understanding the atmosphere. And I don't like clubs. I never have probably never will. Um, but yeah, this is at least Drake trying something new. Wait, Sebastian, can, uh, I, ask, can I ask you something? Have you ever been yeah. on a Drake and Drive though before? I was, I was literally about to fucking. Oh, a what? <laughs> if you you haven't watched the Fantano thing, but like this guy he was arguing with said like trying to like you know make an argument for this album being good, being like, have you ever gone on a Drake and Drive? <laughs> You're just driving past your ex's house? <laughs> oh! <laughs> it was ridiculous. Oh my god, what a great video, though. Oh, yeah. I, you fucking send that shit to me, please. Dude, bet. I don't want to watch that. I was like, I, I still cackle at that beginning, man. Hum me the fucking melody. Nothing will top, though, the edit with uh, We Cry Together, though, in the background. <laughs> just hum me the fucking melody of the song. As like the melody of that song. Oh my god, dude, that's beautiful. Ugh. But I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll get back. To is, that. Oh, is that why you guys were saying that in the fucking Snapchat? Yeah, yeah, we're quoting that video. <laughs> yeah, you guys can hum me the, hum me the melody. <laughs> hum me the melody of the fucking song. I thought it was a joke from like the week of the album. I was like, oh, I haven't gotten to like the Drake one. Let's see no, I'll, I'll send you the video. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, I will say uh, going from there. I need to stop saying that. Um, this is not the most offensive album like everyone and their grandma is making it out to be. And this is coming from a certified Drake hater uh, at this point. Um, I, I, really, I really don't think this is the worst thing in the world. I mean, it could be CLB. He could be talking about girls like girls. You know, he could be doing uh, way too sexy again. But no, this album's really not the worst thing I've ever heard. Uh, of course, he can always do better. You know, I'm not happy that the guy is still not trying as hard as he is, uh, which kind of a paradox there. But at the same time, the guy just has no energy, man. And you combine that with House and already kind of dead, like deadpan genre. This doesn't do much, man. It really doesn't. Uh, I really did not like the squeaky bed sample on Currents, and, uh, I, I mean, God, guy better not fuck like he sings on this track, like, I would be, I would be so bored. Um, yeah, it is very, uh, just out of nowhere, really weird sample. Speaking of out of nowhere, just like Nate said earlier, uh, Jimmy Cooks is just such a weird mix-match song on this album and it comes like right at the end and i feel like that could have been like a single that drake would put out and that would work way better than being on this album because the song i think was good uh i think drake and 21 savage had good chemistry on it and everything but why was it here like imagine going to like this like really shitty house club and then all of a sudden this dude just like starts plugging his shit into the ox and it's just 21 savage in a cloak you know, it's just like... Where, where to, the fuck to be fair, going? though, if you're going to any house club party and they're playing Drake, I think I would leave immediately, <laughs> to be fair. Dude, what do you mean? Drake is saying this shit's so good, you just gotta give it time, you know? <laughs> just give, give, give it a second, let it sit, alright? Put it in your minute. mouth, let it cool down a bit, get that... 
Like the I don't know, of... man. After that squeaky bed sample, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I want my mouth anywhere yeah, near there. My, my stomach's a little full. Thank you, Drake. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm still I'm still working off the fluff from Coheed and Cambria. I can't do this. Um, but yeah, it's I, I just Drake is a talented dude, and I have nothing against him personally. Just like any artist, I bash or anything for an album. It is because I don't like the music in question. Just remember that, because uh, I've. I don't know. People sometimes will say I go a little bit too hard on Drake, and I'm like, the dude just made so much better shit in his past, and he could do a lot better. And that's how I feel about this. Uh, the guy has so much money, and I get it. He doesn't have to try, but if you don't have to try, then don't make music. Um, four out of ten. It's not going to make my worst, but yeah, it's it's just it's it's an album. And it exists. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, Trent, take it away. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you could put it best, really. I mean, it, it's it's a Drake album. Um, not as bad as CLB, though. Um, and I think CLB, I didn't mind the first listen. Afterwards, though, I was kind of, yeah, it's kind of not the best. Um, it's the, I think him going with the house style, though, I actually didn't mind. Because um, it wasn't like something like when we listened to Swedish house mafia where I was like, I didn't know what to think about it, you know? Um, but this is like, I knew going in like, Oh, I know Drake somewhat. So he's, you know, it's, it's different, uh, for him, but it's also different to hear, um, house. Cause I don't want to listen to it. Um, but no, overall, uh, it, it's, it's a six for me. Uh, I think, yeah, I don't even know. It's, it's, it's weird. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> well, all right. There you have it, though. That's been the full week. But before we go, album recommendations, as always. Uh, Trent, do you got one for us? I did, and now I don't. Well, and I'm fucking right. mad because I just lost it. As soon as I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing album recommendations. I have that one that I don't fucking remember. Here, tap me in, tap me in. I smashed it. No, I'm smash. Okay. Um, um, I, 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 I hope, I genuinely hope I did not talk about this before. <laughs> fair Nin to Midland, no kidding. <laughs> Dude, I've been, okay, I, to be fair, I have been banging their music a lot this year. So good. I don't know why. So good. I just, I, yeah, I've just, I, I don't know, it's just, it's just sometimes, some years, I'm just like, you know what, fair to Midland year. Um... Yeah, so the mollusk by Ween. You um, definitely have. You definitely have recommended this before. I've recommended chocolate and cheese. Have I done this one too? I don't think you've done chocolate and cheese. Actually, you've done the mollusk though for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So shit. just so go all the way around. All the way around. All the way. Yeah. Chocolate and cheese. Uh, don't shit where you eat. Um, really good. Stuff. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh God. Where's the album? Okay. And then you have uh fucking um. Drifter in the Dark. That's like a really good like mariachi song, and it's like very cowboy esque uh, song. And then you got the HIV song. That's uh, I mean, what else do you want me to say? And then you have Buenos Tardes Amigo, uh, another another mariachi type track. And then you have um, 
You also have Mr. Would You Please Feed My Pony, which is a ballad about a man with a very sick pony. And it just it makes me cry every time. And then uh, um, uh, the Spinal Meningitis, uh, that's a fun punk track. Uh, just this album, you know what, man? Ween inspired SpongeBob. If you like SpongeBob, if you're if you're a '90s kid, you will remember this. Ween, chocolate and cheese, 1994. That was a mouthful. I'm just gonna throw that. I out don't there. even know what you said. <laughs> I went through some shit right now. Wow. Now I see why you I'm recommended a- me that album too. <laughs> Dude. I'm gonna yeah, have to it, go through and listen to that slow down. I know, right? It, oh. It's an album, man. It's it's an album. And it exists more than that. <laughs> oh man, it's sick. Uh, I got one here. Uh, I got a got a classic for you, uh, gangster rap fans. A little Bone Thugs and Harmony, East 1999 Eternal. Uh, mm, delicious. First of all, let me throw that out there. <laughs> Never have I listened to these guys, right? But, like, here's the thing. I did not expect, like, this horrorcore kind of thing thrown in there because with that specific subgenre of rap, it really gave me Suicide Boys vibes. And I was like, wow, shit, now I see where they get their sound from. Like, you know, from, like, the 90s, you know? And I'm sure they're also influenced by, like, you know, the likes of 3-6 Mafia, don't get me wrong. But, like, just hearing this alone, and, like, I, I don't know who it was, but, like, whoever the rapper was that, like, had the style of voices saying trying to rap and like that. Like, I... That is very Suicide Boys-esque, and I can totally see, like, the influence there. I think it's a really good album. It's a little long, you know, but, like, it's a, well, really, it's only almost an hour. And if you, if you got the time, it's it's really not that bad. But there are just some great songs on here, such as the classic East 1999 itself. You got Crossroad, um, Mr. Bill Collector I really fucked with, Land of the Heartless, uh, and First of the Month. Just to name a few. It's a really good album. I fuck with it. Love that gangster rap style. Check it out. Uh, but Trent, what did you have for us? If you remember. I, re- I remember what I had. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about this or anybody's talking about this. Uh, but I went to go see the uh, Pink a Pink Floyd tribute band uh, last week called Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, and I will not be talking about Dark Side of the Moon, surprisingly. Uh I'll be talking about the album from 1975, Wish You Were Here. I, I don't know if we've I don't talked think you about have. it. I don't think you have, or any of us have. I, I'm sure, I know I've talked about animals. I don't think I've talked about Wish You Were Here. Or yeah, and I, I know I talked about, uh, I think we both the talked wall. about animals at one and point. And the wall. And yeah, the wall. I know I talked about the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, they played every song from Wish You Were Here. Uh, not in like, you know, back to back. Um, I, I think the only one they didn't do was China on your crazy diamond, uh, six through nine. Um, yeah, but, uh, no, it was, they did a fucking phenomenal job with everything that they did. Um, but wish you were here is just an amazing album and hearing their, uh, the covers, the cover bands rendition of welcome to the machine was oddly better than the original it was really weird uh and honestly if if anybody listening to this if they come around uh they're called dark side of the moon if they come around please go see them because they were phenomenal they had great energy uh with the crowd um they just uh, i'll just talk about them fuck it because it goes along with it 
Um, but no, uh, I think they played my favorite Pink Floyd song in the flesh. The second one from the wall, not the first one, uh, which I was surprised about because some of the lyrics are a little questionable. But no, I my and I went. It was a great date night. I might take you two uh, if they come around again. It was uh, at uh, Mapleside. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, I remember that it was like really yeah. close. Yeah, and oh man, I mean, being at Mapleside, like they had a, you know all the food trucks going, you know, the alcohol stands, and everybody from the crowd was just amazing. Somebody brought an inflatable like pig ball that we threw around. <laughs> You know, pigs. you know what would be a 10 out of 10, though? Like, all of that that you just said, but in the fall at Mapleside. Oh. 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 <laughs> I want yeah, to drink well, apple cider. It's so good. I, I actually, that's where I, I tried the Bud Light seltzers uh, that they had there. And honestly, they weren't too bad. But really what made it was just the energy from the crowd. Uh, and then, I mean, all the songs they did, they played, like, all the way through. Like, the entirety of... of the wish you were here part six or nine um it might have been five it might have been one through five i can't remember um because i was just like in amazement by like how great they sounded i think um oh well, i can't remember the song oh run like hell um where it kind of sounds like two different voices are speaking and i think it might be um roger waters and somebody else uh in the band but like the the person who's on vocals and guitar and then the bassist, they kind of like switched off vocals for run like hell. And they sounded exactly like it with their vocals. It was freaking amazing. Um, and at Maple side, uh, for those of you who don't know is like, um, it's like, it's like an orchard. Uh, but they have like this big, like barn area and they have like a cornfield, but they have this hill where they have, uh, like concerts on Friday nights for like 10 bucks, bring your own chair. You sit, they have food trucks lined up. Uh, and it's just a great time. I think the, the diamond project is there next week. Um, but it's the Neil diamond tribute band, but no, uh, dark side of the moon. They were great. And wish you were here. Just, they played almost every song from that. So it was freaking amazing. Hell yeah. Good shit. Well, all right. There you have it. That's been the week fully. Trent Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining. And we will see you guys in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner, Rift, and we are signing off.